0: Welcome to the Spurs Cast, episode 590. My name is Paul Garcia, and I'm your host here on the Spurs Cast. Today, I'll be joined by Project Spurs founder, Michael Delion. In this episode, Mike and I will discuss some injury news for training camp and the Spurs continuing with their first with their fast-paced approach this season. Let's go ahead and get started. Mike, how are you doing?
1: Doing good, man. I'm just trying to stay warm. It's like weather is starting to hit me. I'm just like not used to it.
0: Yeah, for sure. Uh, You know, this is like, for me, that's like the beanie weather. So like now, you know, when I go to to my day job, I don't even uh, wear. you know, I don't put comb my hair. I just put a beanie on most most days and just kind of keep it on throughout the day. So you're right. You know, the, the weather is changing here. It's in, or, yeah, here, here in Texas for us. Um Let's go ahead and get through this. So Spurs Cast listeners, uh, as you all know, you know, the Spurs have started, uh, training camp officially—it's a different format. You know, those players have to do individual workouts while, while like pretty much everyone gets tested for COVID nineteen, and then uh, they'll officially have their their first practice probably on the day that you all are are hearing this on Friday. Um, that's their full their full first practice day, according to Coach Pop. So Mike and I are going to get into a bunch of the news that's coming out of training camp and some of the some of like the, the the notable nuggets that are coming out of the quotes that the players and Coach Pop have said uh, in these first few days of training camp, uh, and then some 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 injury news for the team. Unfortunately, all right. So let's go ahead and begin, Mike. So so the, so the good news for the Spurs is that Coach Pop did say that none of the players tested positive for COVID nineteen, so that's a really good thing to hear that none of these players, you know, you know, uh, coming into camp, that none of them have COVID nineteen. However, there are some minor injuries. Pop's calling them bumps and bruises for three players but they are going to keep them out for all of training camp and probably the preseason and even maybe the uh, start of the regular season. So let's talk about who these players are. So on Tuesday, uh, coach Greg Popovich held his first uh, virtual press conference to start the beginning of the year uh, with the media. And he announced that Derek white uh, with the left second toe, which white had that surgery earlier, um, you know, in the off season, Uh, Keldon Johnson, that he just said foot. I I don't know which foot it was, if it's left or right specifically Um, pop didn't say on, on the, on the interview. And then Quindary Weatherspoon who had surgery also for his left knee, all three of those players will miss training camp entirely according to coach pop. And then uh, we're, we're assuming um, either the preseason or the start of the regular season. So here was the actual quote um, uh, pop said uh both when, when they, when the reporter asked him, you know, you know, are they just missing his training camp or, or even to start of the season? And pop goes both. They're not going to start training camp. I don't think they're going to be ready for the first games. Now, the reason why I say I'm, I'm a little um, curious about that answer is because he didn't go into any more detail. So uh, I, I know that um, the express news, Jeff McDonald wrote that it's probably, it could, it could go into the beginning of the, Real season of the regular season, which is in late December. But then I was looking at some um, injury websites like Roto World, who, who does a good job of tracking injuries, and they were assuming that Pop was talking about the beginning of the preseason. So I'm not really sure if he's talking about preseason here or regular season. So Mike, what do you think about this this news uh, for for Derek White, Keldon, and Quindary being out to start the training camp?
1: I'm sure fans are really excited to see these players, especially Keldon, and so they're gonna have to be patient and wait. But I think it's the best thing to hold them out and. I'm uh, you know, all things considered, they probably could play sooner, but Pop's just being, you know, cautious. I think, and and making sure that they don't hurt themselves uh, or get in in a worse position than they are. in right now, uh, if anything, that means I mean, really, this whole team seems young now. But some of the some of the young guys, like you know, the draft picks, might get some extended playing time that may not have seen that early in the season so that might be a good thing um, to be able to see what they have
0: and what they can do pretty early on yeah, I agree with you. And a good thing for like at least in the case of Derek and, and Quindary, we know that those were those were not like new injuries. These are things that they had operated on uh, on on um, you know over the off season. The Spurs had already told us. This, they had already said this, some 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 press press notes before back in the offseason saying, "Hey, Derek White had this surgery, and, and Quindary Weatherspoon also had this procedure." Um, so like we knew that 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 more so. Whereas Keldon, um, you know, you, you just hope that it. it Pop did say like, you know all three of these players, it's just bumps and bruises. He didn't say that it's anything too cautious to worry about. So again, we'll kind of see what happens. Whether that's going to hold them out from the start of the regular season. In late December, or if he's, or if they're just talking about the training, uh, uh, the training camp in the preseason. So we'll see again. And like you, Mike, I felt the same way. You know, I was already getting the other day. I wrote an article where I'm like thinking about all the different lineups and you know who's going to sit out now that like everybody's healthy and ready to go. Well, now it makes it at least for the preseason that's an easier job for the coaching staff because two of those guys are rotation players, Kelden and Derek White. So so in, so in a way, the, the rotation is a little bit easier to set for now. But then of course those players are going to get included once they get healthy because you know they, they are definitely going to be there, especially Derek, who, who's who was the star in the bubble and then Kelden who played very well and had an increased role there in the bubble uh, so let's talk about some players who are available Mike their core players back still healthy are, um, are DeJounte Murray Lonnie Walker IV DeMar DeRozan Trey Lyles Marcus Aldridge Jakob Pertl Patty Mills and Ru- Rudy Gay and Drew Eubanks, and then their back end depth and you know some new players to the roster, like you mentioned, our uh, um, Trey Jones, Tev- uh, Devin Vassell, who they both drafted. Those players, uh, Cam Reynolds is, is is right now on the team with a with a non guaranteed contract for training camp. Uh, they have Lucas Samonte, so you know in his second year starting up here, and then Cade Bates Job signed a two way deal, and then also they have Tyler Zeller still on a non guaranteed contract. So so what do you think about the uh, players that are, that are going to be available for the training camp and preseason? I think the one that I'm kind of
1: looking forward to seeing is, is uh, DeJounte because I know that there's been a lot said about him and the way he played last year but the injury he had was a pretty serious injury and it usually takes you a little longer than one to fully get back so I think you know we'll start to see a little bit more out of him uh, this this team though it's you know coming up quite fast so I'm, I'm, I, I want to see you know how he plays and, and you know what the difference is between that and, and uh, last season, uh, and, you know, we'll see it. I guess some of the early depth and how they do, um, um, uh, is one that I, I've seen a very little of, and so, uh, that's another thing I'd like to see a little bit more. Uh, Reynolds, I feel like there's probably not a, a spot there for him, so, I'm sure he'll be. That'll be kind of an audition type thing for other teams. So, um, yeah, I look forward to seeing how he does there. And I'm, I'm sure, uh, like Pop has done uh, in the past, he's tried to give those guys minutes so that they can prove themselves to earn roster spots elsewhere. If not, then you know there's always the option of of uh, you know being signed by Austin.
0: For sure. Yeah, you know, there's some players that I'm, I'm really interested in seeing as well in the preseason. Um, some of those, you know, players are just, for me. It's more like like a, I think I think a guy like Devin Vassell might actually get some playing time just because of the the, the depth there at the uh, at the wing position with uh, with Derek White and. Um, Kelden Johnson, both out. There. I think we got, we may get to see some, some, some early Devin Vassell minutes. Um, so I'm, I'm kind of interested to uh, see how he does, see how Lucas Simonich plays, you know, in year two. I like you, you know, I, I didn't watch a lot of Kate, Kate, Bates' job as well, but I did look at some of his stats early on and I saw that he's, he's one of those stretch four type of bigs. So, so there is going to be some, some, you know, some interest with, in terms of players who probably aren't going to get a lot of time during the regular season. At least we're going to see some of these guys play, um, early on, um, with, with, these, you know, with these injuries to, uh, Derek White and, uh, and Quindary and, uh, and, uh, and, um, and Kelton Johnson as well. All right, some some other news that we're going to continue going through Spurs cast listeners. Um the preseason schedule was announced uh, a few days ago. Since the last time that we recorded, um, the Spurs are only going to have three games because it is a shortened preseason. They're going to play. They're going to host OKC, the Thunder, uh, next Saturday. So the first game already comes the next Saturday on December 12th against the Thunder, and then they're also going to play in Houston against the Rockets twi- twice on um, December 15th on a Tuesday, and then December 17th on a Thursday. And we know that the NBA had had talked about you know setting these preseason games regionally, so you can see that you know Oklahoma and, and Houston are two two cities very very close. To, I mean, Oklahoma City are two cities close to San Antonio, so they are trying to keep the, the Spurs you know within the vicinity of, of of their home of their home team. I mean, home city uh, just to you know again to try to try to try to mitigate the, the best they can the risk of COVID nineteen. Um, so some you know OKC is pretty much all over the place with the moves they're making. You know they have all these players coming in and out right now. Like Danny Green's on the roster, but he's going to be getting traded soon for Al Horford. <laughs> so that's the kind of team OKC has. We do know that they are. Um, they are, they are going to be building around Shade just alexander That's going to be their focal point uh, for, for the cornerstone for their team, uh, you know, they, they've, they've already announced. And then Houston's going to be interesting, you know, the Spurs get to see them twice because they just traded for John Wall on Wednesday night. And then also, they you know, they acquired Christian Wood through a sign-in trade. And then also they have Boogie Cousins, DeMarcus Cousins, uh, there trying to um, earn a roster spot. So, Mike, uh, what do you think about the preseason schedule that came out?
1: Yeah, when I saw these dates, uh, it kind of threw me for a loop because I was just like, wow, that's really quick, you know, that- Seems like we just got down the draft and we did. So it just comes along really quickly. Um, I was surprised that the Thunder are able to even put out uh, <laughs> a lineup at this point. Yes. Seriously, <laughs> they've got like about 30 uh, first round picks stashed away and like probably five players or something, but somehow they're going to make that happen. Um, the Rockets will definitely be interesting because, you know, they're still kind of like that James Harden watch and we don't know exactly mm-hmm. what's going to happen there. But, you know, uh, you know, bringing in some new pieces, you never know how that's going to work out. John Wall um, and then Christian Wood, who had that good year in, in uh, Detroit, and then rookies obviously going to want to try to prove himself uh, like he was kind of unable to do in L.A. So it's going to be interesting. And, and uh, I think especially... Houston early on, if they still have James Harden, that'll be kind of a, a nice uh, test to see where where the team is. And uh, but yeah, I mean it it it's, it should be interesting just to see all these new places, new faces, and new places all uh, over the place. I have no except I have no idea aside from from SGA who will be uh, you know starting with mm-hmm. uh, OKC. Okay, they moved around quite a few players.
0: Yeah, and like for for OKC like on our on our side cleaning the glass, uh, I'm not cleaning the glass, uh, uh, analyzing the league. Um, those are those are the three the three silver words or three three words anyway. Um, on the OKC team page, I you know I like to put in estimates of the players that they're about to sign, and like, on, like at one time they had like 28 players on the roster I could not figure it out, and like I have in notes that they're like Danny Green, Terrence Ferguson going to Philly, but they haven't gone there yet because of some some CBA stuff where they can't get moved to until a certain date. So it's 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 a it's a crazy situation there with the OKC Thunder roster. So yeah, that'll be something watch who they actually put on the floor um so some just some minor news um some other notes uh, that came out you know since we last recorded mike uh trey jones did officially sign a deal with the spurs for three years we found out um at the minimum uh so he will have and, and the year three is non-guaranteed so i just want to get your your just your quick take on what do you, what did you think about that about the spurs giving him a you know second round pick a a, a fully guaranteed i mean a, a, a three-year deal
1: this is it's funny because you and i had talked about this and i thought you know I didn't expect this uh, to happen the way it did. I thought maybe he'd get uh, a two-way or something like that, but mm-hmm. for them to give him three years, uh, even, I guess at the minimum they're not taking too much of a risk. But I, I guess they saw enough in him uh, to be able to do that, you know. And, and you know they're gonna kind of roll the dice on him, and I think they probably like his defense. That's something that's kind of been missing for a while so Mm -hmm. uh, it'll be interesting to see where he fits in I think he'll probably still spend some time in Austin just because there's just such a log jam at at, uh, point guard right now
0: yeah, for sure, and you know, I I think part of this too was the fact that you know Paddy Mills is entering the last year of his deal too, so we know that Patty won't be you know um a part of the, part of the organization that that much more longer in terms of uh, uh, as far as a focal point, I mean not a focal point, one of the core players here here on the team. So I think that's another move too that why they looked at him. And then I think the key reason there was what you mentioned. He's known as everything. You know, I talked to Ben last week, and and everything Ben told me was that just it's all about his defense. Everything that that about Trey Jones is his defense first. And I think they really want to get back to that type of identity as a team, as, as a defensive team first. So they're trying to get these kind of players like like Devin Vassell and Trey Jones um, on the roster. So I think that there's going to be some sort of battle all year, even though they're probably going to both be in Austin, between Quindary Weatherspoon, who's on a two-way, and then also Trey Jones, who got that, you know, because again there is there is that min- those minutes for the for the backup for the for the third string point guard basically uh, right now behind Dejounte Murray and Patty Mills. And then just um you know just like we've kind of already addressed this, but just kind of training camp has officially begun where the players are working out individually. Of course, I thought that the full practices weren't supposed to start till Sunday, but uh, but in his in his interview, Coach Pop said Friday. Now I think that's the case because I think all the Spurs players tested negative for COVID, so I think that's why they're, they're starting a little bit earlier. And then also um as on the day that you're probably listening to this on Friday, um the, the NBA is going to to announce the full schedule of the first half of the season so do keep an eye out for that uh we should know who the spurs will be playing on opening night and you know and up until the up until about march for the first half of the season all right let's go to our second topic mike and that's the spurs continuing their fast pace approach faced uh fa- fast paced approach that we saw there in the bubble uh coach Poppy in his virtual interview um did say that you know they definitely want to keep playing faster they really liked what they saw and then he also says that um that you know, getting back Lamarcus Aldridge and Trey Lyles to the lineup, he says that the, that they, that they will be able to fit in. He says one of the things that that they wanted Aldridge to work on, and that he did work on, is his three point shooting. They definitely want him to take more threes. Uh, now that he's going to be returning to the team, and then um, you know, he was kind of asked uh, Coach Pop about you know what was the line about you know continuing this way but also having the veteran players on 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 the team who you know sometimes the the offense was, uh, and the system was kind of built around them them a little bit it was adapted to their their style of play and pop said this it was a very interesting quote that i really liked and and i wanted to pull and, and talk to you about he said the bottom line in all frankness is i don't remember winning a championship last year i don't remember being in the playoffs so it's time to make a change play a different way demand it and move forward um, so, so, what do you think about this, Mike? The the fact that they are going to to continue with the style. Uh,
1: I I like it, and I think you have to use you know uh, what you have at your disposal and and, mm-hmm. and play around that. And I, I love that Pop had that line because he just humbled himself, and he he I think he realized that this with, with the youth of a team, and obviously the speed they have, their best ch- the best chance uh, you have is not playing. You know, in the half court, it's, it's uh it's, you know, a faster pace. They are able to do really well with that in, in the bubble. Um They were able to get, you know, DeMar DeRozan to work with the young guys. Now it's going to be a new challenge with um, Aldridge. But, I mean, we have seen where they've tried to, you know, get him to shoot more threes in the past if he can do that. I, I've never felt like Lyles was a problem. I always felt like he would fit in pretty easily in that type of an offense. Um So... You know, we'll see how it goes. I just feel like you know, that Pop knows that that's what's best for the team, and it may not be his personal style, but you know, you have to, I guess, adapt. Really, is is the uh, uh, more important word there, and uh, he's willing to do it.
0: Yeah, I, I agree with you, you know, 100% there. And, you know, I think Lyle's definitely already kind of fitted with that style, that, that fit with that style last year, how they were already playing before he got hurt with the append, appendectomy surgery. But, uh, you know, one I'm a little curious to watch because I know that he's definitely going to take more threes. We, we obviously see that there. We saw him do that in the second half of last year before the shutdown of the season. But one thing I want to see really, because, like, honestly, if you go back and watch the bubble, like, they didn't do any, like, post-ups really unless they really, really had to with, like, Rudy Gay as, as their main guy who would go, go into a post-up if they really needed it. But they really stayed away from that type of offense and so I, I know that they've been going less and less with the post up with Aldridge, but they still do do that, you know, in the half court at times. And so I want to see how much more they do take uh, take that out of their offense. And then also, you know, if if when he does pick and pop, if he even goes to the mid range anymore, maybe he just starts um, solely going to three, the, the three point line, which would obviously be a really good thing because that's a higher value shot at this point. So I, so I am very interested to see how this works. Also, you know, does Pop go back to DeRozan at the three, or does he keep Demar at the four like how he was doing in the bubble? Because we saw that DeRozan was very that played very well there at the four. Uh, we you know especially like in, early in those first three quarters he would kind of uh you know facilitate for the team and then in the fourth quarter we saw that if they needed buckets he would he would get going there in the crunch time and, and get gets some 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 playmaking for the spurs um scoring the ball so so yeah i'm really interested to see how this is going to work for a full season i think that that it definitely suits better to their style especially the, not the style but the, the type it's it, it adapts more to the, the strengths of their players which you might which you mentioned mike where where like speed and, and you know just defensive versatility that they have out there, length uh that that the younger players that that bring to the offense. So let's see how the older veterans you know do mesh with that type of style so so obviously it shows that pop's definitely all in on, on continuing with this type of format so now Mike before we, we close out I, I want to visit some um, just a few like notable quotes or, or, or things that we've learned about the players or, or coach pop what he said um, uh, just in these first few days of uh, player interviews uh, and, and coaching interviews so Ah, uh, one of the players you know we talked about was Aldridge. He said, uh, you know he does. He has been working on his three since he hasn't played basketball for so long, since about March, basically, or, or February, whatever it was that he got hurt. So he's he's definitely ready to go and get back into the system with the team."
1: Yeah, I mean Patty. It's funny because a lot of people have mentioned that about Patty and, and the way he played for Australia, and a lot of people have asked why he doesn't play like that for the Spurs and they're, just like, they're a completely different system. Like they they use him totally differently. So that's not what you're gonna get. Like. Daniel always has the, the, the bottom of his hands. He's always uh, creating or, like, trying to attack. In San Antonio, he's always coming off of screens or, like you said, spot up. So um, it would be interesting to see how he's able to do that within the system, I guess, and and seeing if he's able to, you know, change his, his role a little bit more. Um, I, I think a lot of people uh, want to see a little more aggression of Jacob, especially in the, in the bubble. He, I thought he did well. I think some of the criticism he's got has been a little unfair, but there is some parts where he could be a little more aggressive, and I think that's just going to help him a little more. more. Uh, I think Lonnie, we saw some steps he made he took uh, last year in his ball handling, and especially once they got to uh, Orlando, he seemed like he was one of the players that was trusted with well in his hand to, to move things around and to it was him and, and Devante, it seemed like uh and then when Derek was and obviously he was as well, but it seemed like there was a lot more trust there, whereas in the past, I mean you know, I think there was a lot of fear of him making mistakes. And so I think that's a great thing for him to do that, especially because at his size, for him to be that player that can has more weapons that can either attack or, or you know, drive him dish or set up the offense, I mean, that's gonna make him a little uh less predictable and it's gonna you know I, I don't think it'll make him a lot of times I, I, I've been afraid that he might end up turning into like this full steam ahead type guy kind of like a, a Giannis and who uh, gets called for offensive fouls and things like that and so I think that'll slow the game down a little bit for him as he's able to look around and and uh, try to get others involved especially in, in those type of situations. <laughs>